0: Just
1: a new strategy. Oh, in your mind.
2: Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast, episode number 43. I'm your host, Brian Seddon, and with me is our debate champion, Mr. Chad Viss. That's me. I won the debate. You can't take the points away.
1: I'm the winner. We have passed the time. There's, you can't. I won. And, and who did you beat, Chad? Uh, won David Mann. It was a close race, down to the last question. And fortunately, Reasonable Doubt was my ally.
2: Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll kind of fill you in on that if you didn't catch it. But in the meantime, let me introduce our other uh, host, uh, fellow debate loser like myself. Brian North. What's up, haters? <laughs> Are you talking to me? No, I'm just talking
0: to any of those haters out there that don't think I could win a debate.
2: Well, you didn't win. Oh, <laughs>
0: I can, and I will.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, if you didn't get to listen to the debates, check them out. Our first debate was between Brian North and David Mann. David Mann won. Second debate was between myself and Chad Viss. Chad Viss slaughtered me. And then uh, our third debate was then between our two winners, Chad Viss and Dave Mann. It was a great debate. It went down to uh, really the final question. Um, They were tied going into it, and Chad pulled out the win. How be it, there was some controversy. Um, now, why don't you recap the controversy for us?
0: Okay, the controversy was that... We got to the final question, and it was tied. And then Chad pulled out the points and won the debate. So going and back, a controversy. So yeah, going not, back, going back to question one. <clears throat> the question was, uh, who was Darth Plagueis? And Chad came uh, who up. Who is Snoke? Who is Snoke? Okay, sorry. And Dave's point was that he was Darth Plagueis. Chad said that he was somebody from the unknown region. He also said that he was human. Brian agreed with that with a little bit of doubt, which if you fact check, there's no point anywhere that shows that Snoke is a human. But Brian agreed with Chad, not because he has feelings for him. Uh, He cares for him deeply (laughs) as a friend. (laughs) Kind of weird. Um, And he does not like Chad better than Dave. Uh, but Brian just <laughs> no. Chad Chad Good casted day. a little bit of doubt, enough for Brian to give him the point. Now, ch- yeah. now Dave, Dave mentioned like four days later that if he, if Chad had lost a point and he w- had gained a point, then it would have been a tie and we would have had it done a tiebreaker. So every point counts there. Moral of the story, and that was a be knob dissertation of something that could have been a lot shorter. Um, so, thanks <laughs> yeah, for, so thanks for I still mean, let listening. Me, let me
2: just summarize that uh, that concise uh, and clear So what happened was... Ba- ba- yeah, what Brian's trying to say is that Chad lied and said that uh, Darth Plagueis was not human, according to, and he referenced Wikipedia. And, and when he did that, that blew out... Um, Dave Mann's answer to the question of who is Snoke. And me, (coughs) excuse me, myself, believing Chad because he referenced Wikipedia and I didn't think that he would um, you know, you know, uh, just be an outright heretic and misquote (coughs) from the great Wikipedia and lie about it. Um, I, I took Chad as word because he referenced Wikipedia. And I know Wikipedia is... Is right on. It's spot on. So surely, if if Chad saw in Wikipedia that Darth Plagueis was not a humanoid uh, person or species, then then he's correct. And therefore, I gave Chad the point. Only to find out that Chad had lied and fabricated the uh, the Wikipedia story. Um, Chad, I mean, if you want to respond to that, you can. Or if you feel like you don't have to, then that's on you too. But you know, there was some controversy there.
1: So I won the debate. <laughs> I would, you know, The only thing I would say is I would assume that if we would go back and listen to all three debates again, there probably might be some misspeaking uh, in each one of those, but we never fact-checked anybody on anything. We just assumed everything that was said was true. Um, so, you know, I mean, again... There, there were no r- rules in the debate that lying was not allowed. There was no rules in the debate that only truth must be told. A lot of the things we, t- we said were speculations and right. may end up being lies as well. So all I'll just say is the points were given in a fair manner um, based on the debate words that were said truth or not um, and that's the way it ended. That's the way it's felt. so okay
0: and you l- know and let me just wanna... say and let me just say defending myself. And Dave can agree with me and you'll probably agree with me too, Chad. I was I was yeah. fair. Okay. I think I was fair. Brian maybe not so much.
2: How is that not fair? I was just I was taking the man at his word. I didn't I didn't yeah, think it, that he would you know, lie. presidential
0: debate. You don't think
1: any either of the candidates for presidents lied at all? Of course they did. Of
2: course they did.
0: <laughs> okay, let's not get political here, Chad. So, of course so anyway, the Star Wars they podcast. did.
2: Hey, is, you know i you know I was receiving text from uh from Dave you know uh about how he lost and 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 should have got the points and um and how that would have forced a tie at the very end and we would have had a uh, a tiebreaker question but it's over it is over uh the points were awarded and uh you know what it's uh it is what it is you know
1: somewhere down right. the road we'll have to do uh part two maybe.
2: A rematch, if you will. I'm open for that. Chad
0: is Chad is like Chewbacca at the, at the end of A New Hope. has to watch the two other guys get the medals. Why? And in this case, that. it's But just I wrong. won. But I... Why would I have to oh, okay. watch? <laughs> no, won. I'm saying... I, I mean Dave. Oh, Dave okay. is the Chewbacca <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in this scenario.
1: Dave, you're Chewbacca.
2: Who's the other guy that got the medal?
1: You know, I took... Uh, I had one, and then... The Wikipedia, yeah. fake Wikipedia site got
2: one also. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, so enough of that. Um, so our debates are done. I don't think we'll have another one until probably at least uh, The Last Jedi comes out because we are just out of questions. It's a lot of work. So, yeah. I have a work. ton
0: more. I'm just not giving them out.
2: Yeah, we'll appreciate that. I made it easy to, to facilitate the debate. Uh, he had so many questions,
1: he just kept it to himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so back to our regular podcasting. Um, got a lot of news to catch up on uh, because we haven't uh, just done a regular podcast in a few weeks here. So, um, a little behind, so we're going to catch you up on some of the stuff. Maybe you've heard some of it, maybe you haven't, but uh, we're still going to talk about it. Before we do that, though, Chad posted on our Facebook today... A, uh, a bendable Bib Fortuna uh, Star Wars. I guess it's not an action figure, but bendable a, figure. Yeah,
1: Bendem. bend them. and he
2: says there's a a story behind it. So let's let's hear your uh, your story.
1: All right. Yeah, it's a great story. So yeah, it's a it's a toy made in the uh, in the 90s, 1994. Packaging isn't great, but it's a Bib Fortuna bendable. Uh, Star Wars figure. It's got a trading card in there. You know, everyone's favorite, Twi'lek, Bib Fortuna. No one, no one um, So, I work at the comic store, right? Uncanny Comics. And occasionally, we buy uh, used books from people. They'll bring them in. You know, we'll go through them. We'll, we'll buy them to resell. Well, I had this gentleman. And I'll just say, this gentleman um, is a few, olders, few years older than me. So, he's not super old. But he's not right. If you know what I mean. Like... I, I'm aware oh, of right. him, and he's you know there's just those people out there. They're just they're just a little strange, right? This is one oh, of wait, those hold people. On.
2: Before you continue, yeah, did you tell him about the podcast? Because you might want to be careful.
1: Nope, I didn't. Okay, all right. I wasn't evangelizing the podcast that day, um, but he's a little, <laughs> little strange, and he comes in and uh, he's got this Bib fortuna toy. And he's like, hey, do you buy you guys buy toys? And we really don't, because I don't really sell used used toys. I sell some new toys, but I don't really buy used toys and sell used things. This is not the business that we're in. I'm like, ah, uh, no, not really. He's like, well, you know, I got this Star Wars toy. You know, I know Star Wars is real popular. I'm like, yeah, totally. He's like, well, do you mind looking and seeing how much it's worth? <laughs> and I'm just like, I already, I just, and again, I just told the guy I really don't buy him. But he's like, hey, you want to see? could you look up see how much it's worth i'm like sure i'll use google search engine to find out how much this toy is worth and so i i end up on ebay and i go to the sold, sold listings and i type it in i find out most people are spending you know four to six bucks on this toy so not not rare at all not wanted yeah really <laughs> um i'm like yeah so ebay in pristine cl- condition which this one is not um the packaging is not in pristine condition um about six dollars he's like oh okay So, so would you buy it for me for six bucks? I'm like, no, man. (laughs) He's like, well, I just kind of want to get rid of it. You know, would you take it off my hands? I'm like, all right, you know, fine. I'll, I'll give you a dollar. He's (laughs) like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a dollar. If you just want to get rid of it, get, you know, take it, I'll take it off your hands. I'll give you a buck. He's like, well, would you do five? I'm like, no. Um, how about a dollar? He's like, oh, how about four? Would you do four? like serious like a serious like he's mr pawn star on the show like negotiating with me i'm like no man i i really can't do four he's like all right all right all right how about three i'm like dude i was like man i don't i don't need it and honestly i don't even want it i really don't i just i'm taking it off your hands he's like all right okay i'll take it for a dollar i'll take it for a dollar i'm like fine so i gave him a dollar he gave me the toy and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'll give it to my son. It's not valuable. He'll think it's cool because it's Star Wars. And so I okay. take it home, you know, show the show Cardi. He's like, all right, that's cool. It's been Fortuna, but all right, that's cool. Okay. Three days later, my brother's working at the store. Same dude walks in. Same guy. He's there to sell something. Another Star Wars toy, you may think. Nope. He's got a camera. And he goes to my brother, again. Back up, this guy's a little strange. He goes to my brother, Hey, I know you guys don't really, you know, buy things, but would you be interested in buying this camera? <laughs> my brother's just like, <laughs> No. And I told him the story of this guy coming in. He's like, No, I don't. There's a pawn store in town. Maybe you want to check them out. He's like, oh, Yeah, he goes, I know you guys kind of do comic stuff in Star Wars, but, you know, I thought maybe you'd want this camera. And my brother's like, no i have no need for a camera thanks and he kind of hemmed and hawed around the store a little bit and then left and then my brother's like i was just thinking whose camera did you steal or what drugs are you wanting to buy with this camera money (laughs) so yeah the bib fortuna salesman tried to sell us a camera at the comic book store because you know that's what you do you just walk into comic stores and ask them to buy cameras um just a few days later so that's my bib fortuna bendable toy story
0: Hey, Chad, you know what you should sh- say to him? Huh? Next time he comes in, try to sell you something. Should I try to sell that back to him? No, when he comes in, you should say, Jabba no bata." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd
1: be real good. Jabba no <clears> Oh, <throat>
2: uh,
1: I just couldn't believe. Well, I just He was trying to negotiate me from, I don't want it, from six to five to four to three and then find one
0: takes all kinds
2: man well you made a good purchase it is kind of cool you know for a buck it's definitely worth a yeah, buck.
0: yeah sure yeah for for a so. for a bendable one come on for a dollar
2: sure <laughs> yeah, yeah it is bendable are you gonna leave it in the pack? i
1: don't know i'm gonna give it to carter and let him do whatever he wants with it
2: if he wants to take it out he yeah. can
1: take it out it's it's already broken in a couple spots anyway
2: so there you go all right well um thanks for the story chad yeah um Keep us posted. Oh know, yeah. Oh, comes, I will. If he
1: comes back in again, I'm gonna probably record it. Probably can't do that legally without telling him, can I? All right. Never mind.
2: Facebook. Uh, Live. I'm sure if you tell him, he's probably gonna be okay. If he's not all right, so probably true. Yeah. Say,
1: dude, but, we're gonna we're gonna record this interaction.
2: <laughs> um, I don't think it's an right, episode well, of Pawn um, Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into some news so uh we're gonna start off with the last jedi news and a lot of you have probably seen the vanity fair picks that came out um, again these were these were a couple weeks ago we're catching up on some of this i mean not not like some groundbreaking stuff here but um, anytime you get to see some uh some pictures you know from from an upcoming star wars movie you want to um, get excited about that and check them out. So I'm looking at it now, and I don't know if you guys have the link open, but Vanity Fair um, had some some cool pictures. Um, there's one with Rey <clears throat> in her uh, j- well, I would call it like Jedi garb um, minus like a robe, um, but uh, on Octu with the uh, lightsaber and um, kind of kind uh, of. I don't know what she's doing there. Striking on pose, sort of. Um, you know, what's interesting is I noticed she, she holds the lightsaber, like, really close. Way at the top? To, like, like, her finger's, like, right by the the blade. Uh, you know, I'm concerned um, she's going to lose an index finger hmm. there if, uh, if they're not careful. So, um, anyway, cool picture, though. She, um, in this picture, she still has the three buns in the back. Um, of her head um, hairstyle uh, we know later on those, uh, those go away I suppose um, there's let's see there's another one of uh, Luke and her just on the set um, I believe there's one of her and Chewbacca on the falcon um, she's sitting in uh, where Han would, would normally sit um, so I guess we're going to see some more of her and Chewbacca flying around on the falcon um there's one of poe finn what's the new girl's name rose um, that kind of teams up with finn rose and uh princess leia or general organ or i'm sorry general leia and uh bb8 um uh leia is like in this um i don't know how you describe that dress it looks very Royal. formal yeah, royal, royal, formal dress. Poe and Finn are kind of in their uh, usual outfits that you Dude see. Dude, bros. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see what else they have. Um, they have some pictures, and I, um, I read the article, but I can't remember. But I think these are from the um, Casino Planet. Yep. Does that sound Kento right? Kento Bright. Um, yeah, so these are the um, some of the people from the casino. They're all dressed in, like, you know, formal garb, very fancy um, attire. Uh, there's a mixture of humanoids and aliens. Um, so some really weird stuff there. And then uh, what else do we got? You
1: know that... Um, and feel free to jump in. In that yeah. first picture of the Canto Bright people, all the people standing around, that really tall one in the background looks like a horse kind of. People at yeah. first were thinking that that was a Bothan. Many Bothan st- okay. spies we have not seen them on camera ever, right. um, but there is very uh, you know specific race that does specific things. But Pablo Hidalgo came out and said not a Bothan.
2: Nope. There, did you say what he is? He did not,
1: but he said he was not a Bothan.
2: Okay, well, and this planet's name is Canto Bite. Is that, that what you is said? What I said. Yeah, Canto Bike Casino. Um, And then uh, there's another shot of that. Um, And then, let's see. There's one of uh, R2-D2 and uh, Anthony Daniels and then some of the creative guys in the background. Uh, Anthony Daniels actually has his C-3PO helmet off, which is kind of weird to (laughs) see. Um, But uh, nonetheless, he's there in the suit. And then we got um, we got one of Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher um, and her dogs. Um, are both those her dogs? I know she has the one dog. Carrie Fisher's dog is Gary, uh, and then
1: the other one is uh, Mark Hamill's daughter's dog.
2: Oh, daughter's dog. Yeah, Millie. So, um, But they're there on the set talking, <clears throat> um, so kind of a cool picture. Then there's a great one, which I thought was great, given, obviously, the, uh, the passing of uh, Carrie Fisher. There's one of um, Carrie Fisher, and they're in uh, costume. Um, it's Carrie Fisher and her daughter, Billy Lord. Um, it's a very cool picture, but, you know, uh, I think it's, it's a cool picture to see, given that she's passed mm-hmm. away. Um, there's another one of her, Mark Hamill. Again, uh, both in uh, costume that's a uh, very, you know, what I would like, consider a, a touching photo um, mm-hmm. that, again, is very timely given her, her passing. So um, so those are cool. Then there's one of um, Laura Dern. She's a new character, Vice Admiral Am- Amalian Holdo. I don't know if I said that right. Um, she has purple hair, which people are, I guess, you know, it's a big deal. For some people, I don't understand why, because you can see people with purple hair in real life. Um, but she's uh, she's a new character, and um, she's also a, a Lego figure that we'll talk about later. And then we finally get a picture, and this is probably um, one of the ones people have really been waiting for, of Benicio Del Toro um, and his character, DJ, um, and kind of what he looks like. This picture, he looks kind of like a grease monkey to me. Yeah but um, but uh, I think that was it oh we got another one of Kylo Ren um, holding up his uh, lightsaber again maskless and another one of Kylo General Hux and Captain Phasma um, no masks for Phasma or Kylo in this picture and um, I believe that's it did I miss anything guys? no I don't think so
0: no I think those are all so, the ones that they had
2: pretty cool i mean um you know i did see another article or uh or something a new story that we may get um captain phasma without her helmet a lot in this movie too so i don't know what the idea is about having everyone take their helmets yeah. off for this this next movie she but, made a big uh, point
1: of keeping the helmets on in episode seven uh, specifically to finn
2: yeah she did didn't she? yeah yes who took your who told you to take your right. helmet off right um so um, anyway, those are good. Uh, some good pictures there. Um, anything else that you guys wanted to talk about on those or anything you noticed?
0: I mean, the one thing that I w- loved and I'll point out is that you get just, in those pictures, you get to see such a variety of characters, Of characters from, you know, definitely, especially from the new characters. You know, you have one, that, you know, the Admiral, she's in, you know, the fine clothing, the purple hair, the royal garbs, you know, and then you have you know DJ Benicia Del Toro's character like you said looks like a total grease monkey um then you have all the people in the casino uh which you know definitely coming off of Rogue One and even a uh, even in a, in the the Force Awakens you see um y- you see the scavengers and the different people in Jakku then you just see storm you know the the first order troopers then they bring you to Moskatans um, castle and you see um, and you see all like the different misfits from around the galaxy that meet up at her castle so you pretty much saw two groups there you, you really just saw the kind of the lower class of society and you saw the, uh, the people in uniform you either saw the first order or, or resistance uh, fighters so you really just saw those two groups type of people. Same with Rogue One, you just saw the, you know, the rebellion, those guys that were there and you got to see the, you know, the people that were fighting against the empire. But what I'm really excited to see especially with that casino scene and these different characters is is showing a higher class of people um that you haven't really seen. I mean, you see some of that in the prequels on Coruscant and different places. But Star Wars spends a lot of time in the Underworld. They spend a lot of time dealing with a lower class of people throughout the galaxy, that it would be nice for them to kind of, you get to see the high ritzy type people that are running around the galaxy in those mm-hmm. casino in different different circumstances. So,
2: No, that's a good point. I never, uh, you know, I actually didn't think about that. Yeah, this will be our first uh, that I can remember. Aside from, like, seeing, like, Naboo royalty and things like that, but, like, yeah, real uppity... Uh, you know high class highfalutin society in uh, in star wars universe so and even some of the aliens had that look like the one that you talked about chad that looks what people thought was a both i mean just the way his face kind of um is laid out and everything he looks very formal and, and uh kind of snooty mm-hmm. almost or dignified uh, so that's cool did you guys get a um, copy of the magazine be able to get one? You know, I looked and I could not find same one. Same here. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that happened with the Entertainment Weekly ones that were coming out last year. It's like it came out on uh, on the web, but then it seemed like it took weeks to actually hit the newsstand. So I don't know if that's the same sure. thing, but it might be out now because I haven't looked in the last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I, I looked as well because I got the Force Awakens one because I I don't know if you guys remember, but I got i got the one my first one that i got from that news outlet was the one that they came out with revenge of the sith i went kind of crazy when revenge of the sith coming out talking about chat was talking about collecting i I bought every single action figure (laughs) um for revenge of the sith just because and my dad was all for it i mean he went on ebay he you know he went everywhere we went to walmart to toys r us to target everywhere to track all these down because in our mind it was the end of it yeah (laughs) and it wasn't coming back um but now they're all collecting dust somewhere in in my attic but um but my dad came home and he he picked up the copy of the of the uh, star wars episode three vanity fair where it had a fold out and it had like all the characters and, you, and it had Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Ian McDermott and you and you, and it was a fold out of all the the original trilogy and the new and you had characters, they photoshopped Jar Jar Banks and different characters and Jake Lloyd is in there hmm. so it was very, cool. very cool but I, I hung out to that for a long time
2: Um, and yeah, then he tried to go into a comic book shop and sell them for all for six bucks and, uh, for six bucks, so would you give? If Chad can 25. give me
0: a dollar to, for every one, I do. I would do all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, I was actually at a uh, I don't know. It's built as like a flea market, but it was like a town flea market in um, in Highland, in Indi- Highland, Indiana. Uh, for those of you that that are you know keeping track, um, <clears throat> but it uh, I went because I saw in the article. It, that there's going to be like comics and things like that. So, um so I went cuz I, you know, occasionally get some comics. And um went and yeah, there were a ton of comics. I didn't get any comics or anything, but there's just one table. Well, there was a lot of Star Wars stuff mixed in, but um there's this one table where they had a bunch of Star Wars toys. They were in like little Ziplocs, and I almost bought I didn't have time to sit there and look through everything. Um and I almost bought and I wish I had, but it was the Emperor and two of his royal guards you know the guys in red it was selling for so just to give you an idea and again i don't know when these actually came out they weren't like in the box they're literally in a ziploc bag but so these could obviously were probably just like you know ones back from the 90s re-releases and things like that but uh they're selling for five bucks Hmm. five bucks for you got the emperor and you know the two royal guards for five bucks but that gives you some reference being on what you're sitting on there
0: uh, so. Yeah, but these are prime 2005. You know, <laughs> yeah, real vintage. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: all right. So let's move on. Um, so some more from uh, last, uh, the last Jedi. Um, Ryan Johnson, um, was speaking about the whole uh, issue with the title of the movie. You know, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but did you know? Th- the last Jedi was that talking about one Jedi or two, because obviously there was the foreign translations that make it plural and so on and so forth. Um, so, uh, he said that, um, and I'm, I'm getting this from, uh, where am I getting this from? (laughs) From Vanity Fair? Independent. Yeah. Um, no, it's from the independent. Okay. But, um, or at least the website. So Um, it might've, they might've gotten it from Vanity Fair. So, but anyways, um, so in speaking about the title, he says, uh, the last Jedi, you know, he says that was the very first thing when I had not even written the script. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Let me go back. He says, um, Johnson spoke quite openly about the title's meaning saying he wrote the title before even starting the script he said that was the very first thing when i had not even written the script he said when i was coming up with the story i had that title so i've had that title in my head now for years mm-hmm. um and then when question about whether the uh the titles jedi remains singular or plural um again because of the whole foreign translations he says I never even thought of that as the big question. Uh, Having been asked who the last Jedi refers to, he says, But I love that people are speculating about it, so I don't want to crush that under my heel. I never thought that everyone's going to be like, Oh, it's this person or that person. He also said, It's not as simple as saying it's this person, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, One would think that at the end of episode. Seven, it refers to Luke because of the notion that his relig- his religion has died out and that he is the last of them. So there you go. Um, I will tell you this that I was um, at the bookstore the other day and um, I was looking for something for my kid, but then obviously I went by the Star Wars books and I popped open one of the Star Wars encyclopedias. And I looked at a few people. I tried to look at you know Snoke to see if they say anything about him, um, but then I went to Luke, and it says up at the top, "The Last Jedi." <laughs> so, whoops. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You know, I didn't look to see when that was printed, but I mean, it had new stuff in there. It had Force Awaken huh. stuff in there, but it called him right in the encyclopedia. Well, they of the do. Last
1: they Jedi, say so. that in the in the crawl for Episode Seven as well.
2: They say it in the crawl, right. And, um, you know, I mean, Yoda tells him the last of the Jedi you'll be, you know, when, when he's gone. So um, I think we all know. I mean, it's Luke, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it could mean more than that. But if you just take it at face value, obviously, like you said, Yoda said that many years ago. Right. So it's not shouldn't be a huge surprise.
2: Um, so, anyway, there's that. Um, Ben, have you got any thoughts on that last Jedi?
0: No, I always assume that it was Luke. I mean, it was that right there plain and simple like Chad said from the from the opening crawl of The Force Awakens. Um, you know, and and this is, you know, they said in this uh, you know, the the director of episode 9 said that he had a he had a conversation with with um Carrie Fisher before she before she passed away. And she said, um, you know, I, I want episode nine to be all about me. I want that to be my movie because seven was about Han and that was Harrison Ford's and, and The Last Jedi. She even says is Luke's story. That's that's this is the you know, if the if if you give each of the original characters, you know, if if she you know and he said that he was gonna give her episode nine, you know, if if she hadn't, you know, passed away, but this movie is The Last Jedi it's Luke's movie and um, he even said it so and she said it so you know this Last Jedi thing it's about Luke and he's and he's the uh, he's the original trilogy you know focused character just like Han got the special attention of A Force Awakens so hmm. so I feel like we'll see you know as much you know as Luke and as centric to the story as we did Han in A Force Awakens plain and simple
2: All Right. Well, speaking uh, more about Luke um, and The Last Jedi, um, so there was some news a week or so ago, um, and again, this was revealed to Vanity, Vanity Fair as well, but uh, um, that Mark Hamill had some issues with the film's portrayal of Luke Skywalker. Um, so basically, this says likewise, after reading Ryan Johnson's script for The Last Jedi, Hamill said. Um, I at one point had to say to Ryan, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for this character. Now, having said that I've gotten it off my chest and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. Um, so, wow. What do you guys make of that?
1: Well, he also came out on Twitter shortly after that. And it's because someone had quoted that to him and, you know, mentioned him and, ryan johnson and mark hamill said something to the effect of well it won't be the first time it sure won't be the last time where i can say i was wrong and that was how he like buttonholed that is that yeah that's what i said and like you just said i've got it off my chest now let's get to work but then after it's being completed filmed done you know they're doing the editing and such he's he, he said he was wrong which is interesting
2: it really makes you wonder though what direction they're taking him in you know to where i guess you'd have to understand what mark hamill's vision for the character is which i don't know that i know that to be honest with you can you um, imagine well, by the title
0: and and go that. ahead B-9. well i think me and you will say probably almost the exact same thing chad and that's you know you know this guy 30 years he has been he played the care 40 years <laughs> He's been Luke Skywalker, and, and he never knew that there was going to be a sequel trilogy. George Lucas always teased about it, but he never thought it was going to be reality. And you know, as a person who plays the character, and you have and you have years and years of expanded universe legends now, you think that he has his own incarnation of what Luke would have become after after that. Just like every other fan has their own. You know, has their own storyline of what they think Luke should have became, the greatest Jedi of all time, and raising up the next generation of Jedi. Then, after 30, 40 years of thinking that, some young guy who's directing your movie comes up to you and says, Hey, you're the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make the Jedi no more. And you're just like, What? <laughs> but I yeah, think, in imagine... terms of the story, I think
1: being ryan johnson and being told that by mark hamill you're about to direct this movie no pressure already and then the star of the movie comes up and says dude i disagree with everything every decision you fundamentally made about my character is probably wrong can you imagine the director just being like oh crap <laughs> no pressure oh
2: no pressure. my word
1: that's just star wars imagine
2: it's just Star Wars and one of the most beloved characters of all time. Yeah, but.
1: and it's me, and you've gotten it wrong, and and I'll tell people that. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: um,
2: and I'm saying it to your right. face. <laughs> yeah. So some um, some Snoke news as well. Um, Not a human. Well, uh, David Kemp from Vanity Fair um, asked Ryan Johnson about Snoke. Um, who or what he is, and Ryan <coughs> it says, uh, and Ryan was fairly upfront in saying that Snoke is <coughs> not a character he particularly gets into in the Last Jedi. So that's a, a bit of a bummer. Hopefully, he's uh, he's you know lying, <laughs> um, because I mean, do you guys really think they're not gonna give us some clues as to? or out, even outright answer what, what the deal is with Snoke in this movie? Yeah, you know, the way it sounds is
1: we're going to get more of him, but we're not going to get that final showdown. We're not going to really even learn who he is. It's just a, you know, as I'm sure we'll mention with the Lego leaks and everything, and even b mentioned with some concept art for who he is, we kind of already knew the kind of clothing he was going to be wearing. So I think we'll see him a lot more. We'll see him, you know, actually see him not just a vid. Um, but yeah, I guess it's not too surprising that we we'll, I wouldn't be too surprised if we finish episode eight and still have just as many questions about who he actually is and really can't answer that where Dave and I could literally have that debate again and the answers not be concrete yet.
2: Um, you know, we can talk about the Lego <clears throat> leaks now. So there was, uh, there were some Lego leaks a couple weeks ago. Um, of the uh, basically the, the packaging of the toys and we got some what did we get like some ships I think um, in there but the big one that people were talking about was the Snoke there's a Lego Snoke um, character that they showed he's the same height as all the other Lego characters which it's is Legos. usually what they yeah. do right yeah um, but you kind of get a an idea of eh, I won't say an idea but uh, I guess uh, I guess an idea of, of what he looks like but he's wearing these gold uh robes mm-hmm. and um and I guess B-Nob you had mentioned that we had seen that before um and some of the uh some of the yeah, art they, or something yeah
0: they they came out with this artistic book um forget the name of it but it was all the concept art um mm-hmm. about the Force Awakens I looked through it at at Barnes and Nobles one time yep um just to kind of see it's not something i'm going to keep on my desk and look through for hours but i just kind of glanced through it but the concept of that shows snoke in gold garbs and it's just funny to me that it, it it they wait until a lego leak before people start making a big deal about yeah. it. you know something yeah. that's been floating around and there was a script
2: leak where um there's an so like, there's an unknown character that approaches snoke um, when I say unknown, like they haven't said the, who the character is, but approaches Snoke and, um, asks him about the gold robes. I don't know if you guys have seen this. And then his response, you know, as he goes, I love gold. That's <laughs> like, Hater? Huh? That Hater? <laughs> so, B-Nob has no clue. He wasn't allowed to watch those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Powers. Anyway, um, it took me all day yeah, to think of good. that joke. So I hope it. Uh, hope Hopefully, you guys a couple of people that. chuckled. <laughs> I chuckled. I thought it was funny when I came up with <laughs> it. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, so, but that idea, though, of him wearing like these gold robes, you know, uh, it's definitely different because usually a villain that we always see in Star Wars is wearing black.
1: I mean, that right? can kind of go back to um, b knobs theory on unknown regions and being a will. Yeah. You know, and, and breaking off, but still having that, you know, type of lifestyle that he was used to before, you know? So. Yeah, lifestyles of the rich and the famous, you know, where he's got the gold robes and the right. spinners. Got the and he's got the spinners on his on his car and the pools.
2: He's got tassels on yeah. his shoes.
0: Yeah, he's not like this dark, like e- evil character. Well, he's totally he's evil. A, he's, a... he's evil, but... Well, he is evil, but he knows how to. You know, he's he's cl- he's a classy yeah, guy. Yeah, classically evil, <laughs> stylishly evil. Yeah. He, he's gonna have some bling on yeah. his hand. I mean, come on, grills. You know, if he
1: had teeth left, he would probably have grill on his teeth.
2: So, so anyway, there you go. Hopefully, yeah, um, too
0: much plastic surgery. Yeah, real uppity.
2: Hopefully, hopefully we get to uh, get a little more on him. Um, unless they're not want to do a lot of reveals in the second one because they're afraid of you know copying Empire and they want to save it all for the third, you know that's a possibility. Well, he can't I be suppose. Luke's father,
1: so no. can't he? No, he can't. What if he no. says, no. "I was, ju- I'm your grandfather's father,
0: <laughs> I'm your father's <laughs> father, not grandfather's.
2: <laughs> I am your grandfather. <laughs>
0: it's me, Shmi." <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm my own grandpa.
1: He's Luke's (laughs) grandpa. We just figured it out. He's Darth Uh. Vader's father. Just like Star-Lord. His father's from outer space.
0: Just move on, Brian. Dad's from the Unknown Regions. Move on.
2: (laughs) I didn't know where you were from. Neither did I. (laughs) Rick. All right. Um, Let's keep going here. So, uh, uh... So, um... Poe Dameron, Oscar Oscar Isaac, uh, um, was on a talk show, and I don't remember which talk show, but he mentioned that um, he had to film a scene with uh, with Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, in which um, she slaps him, and I guess she had to redo. They had to keep redoing the scene, and she slapped him like twenty seven times. So kind of interesting. But my question is, what you know? What do you think would have happened? in the storyline or in the scene where, where princess Leia or general Organa um, slaps bow is slapping, S- slapping, slapping po. her
1: best pilot.
2: What? Well, so theorize that fellows what, uh, what? why do you think, uh, give a scenario in which she, you think... he
1: could be like, don't let Hans death be for nothing. Do something about it. Oh, How dare yeah. you? Yeah. I love my husband. <laughs> yeah. It could be.
0: Yeah, he, he's probably just being a sassy, you know. He's trying to motivate her when she's
1: she has no motivation at the moment. She just lost her husband so by God, her ha- son's
2: so like, hand. So, ch- so let's go with this. So Chad says it's because, or it could be because um, he mentions Han Solo's It is.
1: I, I saw it. It's on um, Wikipedia. It's true. That's what happens.
2: Yeah. Chad, or uh, b now I need you to come up with a theory here. Can't be Chad's.
0: I, he was talking back he's being sassy
2: just talking back in general like that's a stupid plan and then she just slaps I'm him not
0: going to my room
1: you right. can't
2: she's make like me. come
0: here she, she's like come here boy
2: my my theory him. is that uh, he brings up the fact that she totally blew off Chewbacca once when Han died remember he she walked right <laughs> past him she just cause, it, cause he he's furry, furry doesn't hey. mean he has yeah.
0: feelings hey. That's right. hey I have I have a good one he takes a jab at Kylo. You need to kill your Said son. Says something about her son. Yeah. 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 Hmm.
2: So anyway, I guess we'll all find out together. But I, I thought that was interesting, more than the fact of him getting slapped 27 times. Why? But Why? Yeah. would why would that character, you know. That's why you're the host, home. Brian. You come up with so.
1: good questions.
2: Yeah. Once in a while. Um, except for debate questions. <laughs> all right. so Leave that to um, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we jump into the next thing, I don't know. This was something pretty recent. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, uh, Mark Hamill and uh, John Boyega going back and forth, having some fun on Twitter. John Boyega posted a uh, a Twitter or tweeted. I guess you don't post, you tweet on Twitter. Um, you post on Facebook. So. Thank you. S- but. Social he, media. You're team. welcome. Well, I don't want to offend people. People get all yeah. you know, riled up about that stuff um he tweeted a tweet mm-hmm. um no mm-hmm. about uh he said um can't wait to play a villain in my next m- role or something like that so i'm not I'm not going to do verbatim here but immediately people thought um he was dropping a star wars hint and that he was going to turn bad and he was going to be a villain and and you know um the next star wars movie the one after the last jedi um, And then, obviously, he had to jump on and say, hey, guys, I was talking about a completely different movie, not Star Wars related. You know, everybody calm down. And then Mark Hamill got in on it, and he said something to the fact of, you know, hey, son, you know, don't uh, be careful with spoilers or something to that effect. And, of course, the joke there was that he called him son. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh and then uh John Boyega said something back and i can't remember sorry, uh, the I just, story just was going real good until just then cuz i can't remember and then the punchline came and i don't remember but anyway um, kind of humorous they're having some fun with the fans so uh back to our normal news stories um some uh some other promo shots were leaked um this was on starwars.net i don't know if you guys got to see this um on the outline yet but uh Basically, we know that uh, Snoke is going to have some Royal Guards. I think there are Lego Royal Guards, too. Or I believe so, yeah. It, uh, um, but anyway, there's, a, there's some promotional art um, for them. Um, they look red, and um, they're, they're guards. So they are called First Order Guard. Um, so it's very reminiscent of the Emperor's Royal Guard from Return of the Jedi, um, but from what we understand, we'll actually get to see these guys fight as opposed to just standing there. Um, and we also got to see them in Revenge of the Sith as well, I believe. Um, not these new ones, but the uh, obviously the old ones. First Order uh, Stormtrooper Officer. Basically, it's a your typical First Order Stormtrooper. Um, but he's got the red, uh, what do they call those things? You guys know the red thing on the side? Paldrin? shoulder pad well pauldron I think um, which signifies a different rank it's a new weapon they have it's like a uh, they, they're calling it an axe like weapon um, it has like uh, these sh- uh, shock things the electrical things are like in the shape of an axe basically um and then his mask has some red on it too so that's new and then first order atm6 and i guess these are the replacements for the adats um they have a the head sits kind of lower it has a above the head is a big cannon um and the feet are kind of backwards looking and um and they're saying that's uh, to prevent them from being uh, tripped up by tow cables, apparently, or that's the theory. Hmm. So, um, so check. They those learned out. their lessons we'll, from Hoth. Yes, we'll get those up on uh, on our Facebook. So, by the time this podcast is up, you can go to our Facebook page and actually see what we are talking about. So, any other Last Jedi news that you guys heard of?
1: About covers it. As far as I'm aware.
2: Okay, so let's move on to some Han Solo. Not a whole lot. Again, this is from a couple weeks ago, but there are some shots of uh, Alden Ehrenreich, Ehrenreich, I don't know how to say his last name, uh, who's playing Han Solo. Um, And, uh, you know, so we actually get to kind of see what he's going to look like as Han Solo. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. did. But he actually, yeah, he actually pulls it off. He's got the uh, kind of like the hair going, you know, from uh-huh. the uh, from the old school 70s. Uh, Harrison Ford, Han Solo. Yeah. What's that?
1: From the 70s?
2: Yeah. So, um, looks like he's bulked up a little bit or gained some weight on one or the other, but um, so he's, he's, he looks more like Han Solo than he did originally mm-hmm. um, when they first, you know, were shown pictures of him, so um, so that's, uh, that's encouraging. And then, um, there are some other pictures of him, uh, you know, as Han Solo driving around in a, uh, land speeder. Um, and I guess the storyline is that there's uh, he's involved in a drag race, um, as Han Solo. Um, so again, those will be on our Facebook page. Kind of cool. Something and there's new someone else there too, seen. right?
1: Diego Luna. What,
2: what, what's that? Chad? Diego Luna is exactly. seen
1: on the set as well. Who? Diego Luna, who played Cassian Andor from Rogue One. He's seen on set.
2: He's on the yeah, set. Yeah, it's it's no, in that exact. That. Was he?
1: It's in the exact same article, Brian, that you linked. Just scroll down yeah. a little bit further, and Cassian.
2: Which which one? The which one here?
1: If you keep going down, the exact same. Uh, shoot where you can see where they you see the first pictures of him keep going down. You see,
2: yeah, see him. nope
1: Diego, Diego Luna is also on set. The actor,
2: uh, that doesn't even look like yeah. him.
1: Well, he's got a trench. Are you sure? Yeah. He's got a trench coat, military clothing, a pair of dark shades. <clears throat> he was on uh, hmm. the set with uh, the Han Solo set. Okay.
2: Diego Luna was seen on set. Ah, oh, get out of here! Well, that is that is a good good catch there. Could Chad? they be bringing uh... Rogue
1: One actors and implementing them? But they did say that we may see some of the Rogue One actors and characters in other Star Wars movies. I mean, this could be one of them before you know Han Solo becomes part of the rebellion. Obviously, that does
2: not. I'll be honest with you, that does not look like him, though. His
1: hair's a lot longer. It's in a ponytail. It's not the short.
2: He's got long hair. He's got... His mustache looks different. Because I know... Didn't he have a... Did he have a mustache in Rogue One?
0: No, no he didn't.
2: No, so he didn't have a mustache. <clears throat> and he looks... Maybe it's just because of the amount of clothing he's wearing, but he looks definitely chunkier. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's
1: interesting. Because they did say that. They did say we may see some of the other characters in... In other movies and that would make sense. I mean it timeline wise, I don't know how you tie you know that in, but
2: Huh. Hm. Well, there you go. Nice nice co nice uh find there, Chad. Um that is interesting. So let me ask you this guys too though about uh what are your thoughts of, of Han Solo um, seems like lately they want to make him uh, this like uh, this racing guy. You know, he's uh, we're gonna see him drag racing here in the comics, uh, the newer comics, Han Solo comics. He enters a race. Um, you know, when I think of when I think of Han Solo, I don't think of this this guy that's into racing. I think of a smuggler, a treasure hunter. You know, um,
0: Indiana Jones.
2: Not, I guess maybe not Indiana Jones because he's smuggling. It'd be well. That's the, uh,
0: that's what he had to the become. Guys that
2: Indiana Jones was always. That's what he had to
1: become because, because he he got so behind and he lost enough, or he owed money because of, because of the lifestyle he lived before, becoming this guy that had to turn to smuggling in order to pay off his debts.
2: He has debts. But I guess like right. I don't want to see I don't want to see him. I'm fine with like one race scene, but like I don't want to see a char- a Han Solo character that's all about racing. I wanna see one that's about the score. Yeah. You know well, I mean? even
1: if that's where they go, if they go to the smuggling part and that's the main part of the movie, they still have to show his beginnings. They still have to show who Right, he which was. is he's
0: just a gambler who has a lot of debts. Right. So whether that's at some Star Wars casino or that's uh, racing. I just don't
2: know. I just don't know if, like, if they build this up as this young racer guy, if that kind of fits the Han Solo that we know. That, that well, ultimately we hopefully, hopefully, and maybe they'll show. Yeah, that so hopefully they
1: transition like it well to the Han Solo that we know. But you're right, from the solo comic that they've done, the five issue, it's all about that race. Um, yeah. and you know, it, it ends a little different than just being about the race, but the main reason for the race was for him to find rebel rebel spies and to get them back to safety um you know it wasn't just about the race but he was one of the best pilots and so he was able to do that based on his past so i think we'll get some of that daredevil like being said you know racer gambler and maybe how he fell from grace of that world and became indebted to someone like jabba the hutt
2: Oh, all right well more to be seen there but uh that's all that's all I got on the news uh front there was one other thing that was kind of interesting uh there was a uh, a toy a random Star Wars toy um that sold for 25 was it 25,000? 25, yeah, $25,000 was not Dollars. was not a
1: bib fortuna bendable.
2: It was not a bendable bib fortuna um but for those that, that do collect, um this was a uh Palatoy Star Wars Jawa figure. Crazy. So um Who did he? Yeah, there he is. There's a good picture of him. Uh twenty five thousand dollars he was he went for, so um It's a lot of money. Pretty pretty cool. Um this was a let's see. Um Coming with the rare vinyl cape in its original packaging, it was the first issue of the figure which was available only for a short period of time before being replaced. Um, hmm. So was this uh, one of the original ones, I guess? Nah, I guess so. From the late 1970s. Very cool. It? Or no, I'm not sure. But anyway, very cool. There you go. Um, I always like the, uh, the Jawas, but... Chad, I think you got some some book news to cover for us. Yeah, just a couple
1: things. Yes, please. Uh, It's been a few weeks. I've read a few things since we last had a regular episode. Um, The first one I mentioned a little bit during some of the debates and used some of it, but was the Thrawn book. Um, I would almost say it might be my favorite book that I've read um, in the new canon from Star Wars up to this point. Really good. Uh, really gives you a lot of insight into Thrawn and, and know him a little bit better from, you know, Rebels, the cartoon. Um, kind of makes you want to go back and watch the most recent season just to kind of, now they have a different perspective. Um, I did, I know, talk a little bit about the beginning of the book. Um, I'll get to the ending of the book and finish off just kind of the main points to it. The big things that I that I thought were very important. Um, there are a lot of things in there that are good and that could probably be used, but the main thing is is he's sent off to basically try to quell this rebellion that's kind of going on um, on a bunch of different planets. He ends up at one. He finds this ringleader basically called the Night Swan. Um, and he is not necessarily part of the rebellion because it doesn't necessarily exist of, you know, officially yet. Um, but there's, it's definitely a segment of that feeling that the Empire is not good and standing up to the Empire and what they're doing. And so the Night Swan has basically gone around to kind of, you know, sabotaging a lot of the Empire's, you know, organizations, some of the things they're doing on planets and mining things, just making life difficult. And so Thrawn is kind of tasked to take this guy out, find out where he is, who he is, and, and take him out. He eventually does find him, and they have kind of like a parlay on the planet's surface, where they they come just mano a mano, no soldiers, no, nobody else, and just talk to each other. And Thrawn's Trying to diplomatically solve the situation and not kill a bunch of people. He doesn't necessarily want to slaughter innocent people, um, but he knows if, if he can't figure out a diplomatic solution, the Empire will expect him to do that. So he meets him on a planet and basically tries to talk him down. Um, Night Swan is uh, you know, a very intelligent person, and they kind of have a back and forth. And in the conversation, you find out that Thrawn is not necessarily loyal to the Empire. You find out that at the beginning of the book, where we thought he was exiled from the Chiss, which is what he told the the uh, admiral or captain or whatever that picked him up, is in fact a lie. It wasn't on Wikipedia.com. He just made it up on him for himself. Um, and the Chiss government decided to that was a joke. The Chiss government decided to put him on this planet in hopes that the Emperor Empire would indeed capture him or take him. Um, and he could get inside information from the Empire. So he had been there where they had made it said, or he had said earlier, they had been there for months, and in reality, he had only been there three days. Um, and they had tried to get the Empire's attention a couple days before, and they did, and then finally, on the third day, they got their attention. The plan was to impress the captain with his ability to get on their ship and get back up to the Star Destroyer in hopes that they would bring him to the Emperor. And he could just talk to the emperor and get information on what they knew about this threat that is looming in the unknown regions and be able to get that information and also deduce whether the empire was capable of helping the chiss with this threat um, to the galaxy in the unknown regions and if they were to basically use them as an ally and if they were not uh, to move on and look elsewhere Um, the plan was not necessarily to be Brought into the military himself, Uh, but once that happened, once the emperor gave him that option, he decided that that was a much better option than just exchanging information, and so he went with it. So that wasn't the original plan. So his rise to leadership and power within the emperor within the empire was not the original intent, Um, and he used his uh, translator as I mentioned before because he thought his translator was planted. Um, by another group of people to try to uh, basically find out what the Chiss know. And so he tried to keep him close by his side to see if he was a spy. When he found out he wasn't a spy realized he had a lot of potential so he kept him along anyway. So eventually he gets up to this planet, talks to Night Swan tells him this information and at the same time the main reason this Night Swan is trying to sabotage a lot of things is because they understand empire's building something huge then they aren't talking about it you can't find it it's not on the books it's it's an off-site off books production but it's obvious they're planning something big and they he he wants to find out what it is and thrawn is also wondering what they're doing he's all but figured it out himself just doesn't know exactly where it's being built but knows basically what it is um just from his you know what he has investigated and found out himself so they talk about that and then he basically says he asks Thron if he's loyal to the empire and he says i'm not he says i'm not loyal to the empire i'm not loyal to the emperor the empire is evil but that basically the enemy or the you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend and that is why he is you know saddled up with the empire is to try to use the emperor empire and the emperor's power um, and you know, their reach to help them, the Chiss in whatever this thing is in the unknown regions, that's a threat. Um, and that's where Thrawn is actually his, his loyalty is to his home world and the Chiss, not the emperor. He's basically just using the empire and the empire to, f- you know, extend what the Chiss want to do. So as they have this conversation, they can't agree to lay down arms. So they walk away. And as Thrawn walks away, one of the admirals had basically stowed down with him and overheard the entire conversation. And Thrawn basically is like, so am I going to, are you going to kill me? Or are you going to turn me in? And the guy's like, no, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but you're one of the best we have. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to betray you to, you know, the emperor or anything like that. Because basically your career has helped my career too. So I'll, I'll stick with you. Um, When it ends, Night Swan is killed. Everyone on the planet is killed by uh, another Imperial, like, captain or, you know, higher up. Not Thrawn doesn't make the order, but someone else does, and everyone dies, including Night Swan. Um, And then, as the book finishes, he goes to the Emperor, tells him this information. And his assistant, his, uh, you know, translator, he sends his translator... Back to the Chiss' home world. And the book ends with the Chiss High Command welcoming um, his translator and saying, we look forward to you uh, teaching us the things that you know about the Emperor and the Empire, um, and us in turn teaching you the things we know that Thrawn hasn't got to yet about our Empire. So it it gives Thrawn another dimension to his backstory. He's not just a loyal imperial you know soldier he has many more reasons for doing what he is doing which i found super interesting
2: no it is interesting and i think in the in the legacy though he is exiled from his uh, or the legends he is really exiled right from the uh chiss i never think so
1: as i mentioned i never read the original trilogy so i don't know for sure
2: so that's interesting that they changed that so yeah that uh, um,
1: they they basically are betray- not betraying, but they're, they're uh, you know, reasonable doubts.
2: Yeah. So are they going to do more Thrawn books, or is this it?
1: I have not heard. I don't know where they would. I mean, I guess they could cram some more between there and the Rebellion starting and, and Rebels, yeah. but <clears throat> they come up pretty close to the Rebellions trying to start to organize. They are in Lothal a bunch. Yeah. Um, there's a character from Lothal that kind of gets into the Empire's social standing you know like the senators and things um but yeah it's a super good read i totally recommend it
2: cool um
0: do you think we'll see thrawn in any of the uh, live action movies or no i doubt it but you know we did talk about what we
1: thought would happen with thrawn if they'd kill him at the end of season four after reading this book i think we all said that he would probably die he'd have to right because where is he I'm I now after reading this I'm thinking maybe they won't kill him, maybe he'll just desert and go back to the Chiss, and then maybe maybe we will see him in the future, because he's battling this unknown, you know, threat that's out there. Um, so I could see them not killing him, but that he goes back to his home world, um, and where they go from there I don't know.
2: Um, and so is the unknown threat you think is Snoke?
1: I don't know, because that's really early Yeah, But I mean, it's it's possible Because he mentions Anakin You know, and then Anakin he The Emperor says, Anakin told me about you And that you're from the Unknown Regions And he, you know, they mention the Unknown Regions Numerous times And obviously we know that Palpatine has a, a Significant interest in The Unknown Regions as we get into the Aftermath books and things of that nature So, yeah That's a good question, I don't know
2: all right. Uh, well, thanks, Jaz. Pretty cool. I appreciate that. Um, it was good. Good. Uh, I'm glad you can read those things to us for us. Uh- <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> All right, Chad, What, what else you got I for us? It.
1: Okay. So one I was really looking forward to is the Guardians of the Wills, young nov, young readers novel that came out. Um, nice. It's designed at a younger audience. And uh, do you have something to say about that, Brian? You look like you got something to say about that.
2: No, I'm glad you uh, you know looked at those pictures and there were pictures in us it. about them. Yeah,
1: there were. Um, so yeah, I was really looking forward to that because of the wills, right? And we've we've talked about the importance of that that word and that idea and yeah. that, those thoughts. And so I was looking forward to maybe getting some insight into Sheridan Baze's background and their being the guardians of the wills.
2: So illuminate us. Give us the secrets. Give us the the inside scoop on. Yeah. The Wills.
1: Okay, ready? Here it is. That book, about 200 pages. I read it in one sitting, like two hours, maybe. Maybe not even. And it tells the story of Chira and Baze. Okay, guardians, former guardians of the Wills. And the story that it chooses to tell in this book is how Chira and bays save a bunch of orphans. From Jeddah and get him off the planet before bad stuff happens. That's it's really about it.
2: Yeah. So so nothing. No. Uh, no insight on no exactly force insight whatsoever.
1: None. Yeah. Chirrut talks about being one with the force. Bay's reminisces about how once he used to believe in that, but there's nothing more than thoughts and. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. Um, it does tell how they met Saw Gerrera for the first time and actually fought with him at first um, when they realized he had some abilities, you know, with, with people and money and power um, to help them do right some of the wrongs that the Empire was doing in Jeddah. But then they realized that Sagar is kind of a big old jerk um, willing to sacrifice anyone, including a bunch of orphans, for his... You know for the sake of his resistance um, and when they realized that at the end of the story as they got these orphans off the planet that Saul was willing to he wanted to fly this shuttle that they hijacked they're gonna use this shuttle you know the Imperial shuttle Lambda Bay shuttle get all the the orphans on it and they're gonna fly past the Star Destroyer with clearance codes and get off world well when they got all these orphans there Saul had a couple of his men that had worked with Baze and Chirat basically hold them at gunpoint and says nope orphans can't come on we're putting bombs on this on this shuttle we're going to fly the shuttle up to the the star destroyer and we're going to blow it up the orphans have to stay and that's when Bayes and chariot realized we aren't working with saw anymore They beat the crap out of these people um a bunch of the the citizens of the of the city basically made a giant parade walking down the streets which isn't allowed to happen in empire controlled cities because you're not allowed to group up in more than like three people at a time and they got the orphans off. So that's when saw our cheer and Baze decided not to work with him anymore. But yeah, it gives no insight to the forest or to the wills. It mentions a couple of the temples um, and a couple of the sites that different sects of the, you know, the, the religions and the Jedi worshipers and different parts of that came to, um, which gave a little insight to that. There's different, like, it's not just the Jedi. And we all worship everything that they do. But they had different parts of it that they worship. So there are different groups um, that would all come there. And then they didn't come there as much anymore. And they knew the Empire was there for the crystals and things of that nature. So underwhelming is how I would describe it. A quick read. So not a waste of time,
0: but definitely underwhelming to what I expected. Well, that's disappointing disappointing. because I was looking forward to the wills. But we'll see what they come out with
2: yeah I'm starting to wonder if we're gonna even get more on the wills to be honest with you I mean, I know we in in last Jedi, you know we see him. we all assume looking through the Journal of the Wills, the book, but um I know Brian, your theory on Snoke being a fallen uh shaman of the wills, but uh man, i wonder I wonder if they'll even go that route, but 'cause you'd think they'd start to show a little bit of that in the books, but anyway,
1: yeah,
2: I digress.
1: All right, well, finally, continuing on with some kyber crystal talk. Um, brand new comic, Darth Vader number one, came out this last week. And I read it, and it's pretty good. It begins literally in the chamber where Vader gets his, his uh, armor. It starts off with no. He says no a few times. The Emperor laughs. You see Padme choking. And then he screams no and literally flings the Emperor into, you know, the wall behind him. Um, and so he says, you know, I thought Padme was still alive. He says, no, you decided to kill her. You chose a different path. Um, and now the dark side has given you pain. And now it's how you're going to deal with it. He says, will you live or will you die? And Vader says, I will live. And he says, good. And then, Va- and then Palpatine just electrocutes Vader. Like just for like five panels in a row. Just... Force lightnings the crap out of Vader. And Vader's just screaming. And then he goes, where's your lightsaber, Lord Vader? Like mocking him and tempting and and everything. And he's like, Obi-Wan took it. And he's like, no, that's a Jedi lightsaber. That doesn't belong to you. And just, just lightnings him like crazy. It's like, holy crap. And then Palpatine pulls out his lightsaber, lights it, and puts it to his throat. Puts it to Vader's throat and says, you're a Sith. Says I realize this has been a traumatic time for you, but if you touch me with the force again, I will finish what Kenobi could not. I was like, oh my gosh.
2: Well, I was end up stopping there. I was surprised when you said that he threw Vader, threw the Emperor up against the wall. Like Vader wouldn't have done that. So now that makes sense.
1: Yeah, when he you you know when he comes out and he says no, like in the movie, he screams no, yeah. and all the things start crashing and the droid starts yeah. falling apart around him. Apparently, at the very end, he does a little, you know, like, poof, and does the force, just goes out, and it yeah. throws everything around him into the wall. But it caught Palpatine off guard and apparently pissed him off. <laughs> so he, he forced lightnings in for, like, two pages and then puts his lightsaber right to his throat. And then he calls him his friend. He says, you're my friend. We're going to get you a new lightsaber. Don't worry. Come out. Let's take a look at this. And he goes out to what basically looks like the, the Force Awakens where General Hux is up there. All these stormtroopers are up there, and then the the blue dude with the pointy antennas—I forget his name—from the Senate—he's yeah. um, up there doing a big speech about how the Jedi were evil, and our you know our our Emperor saved us, and they're gathering all these lightsabers into this giant like bowl, and he says we're now safe. Throw those these lightsabers in there, and then Vader and Palpatine are watching from a distance, kind of from behind the curtain. Stormtroopers throw all these. Lightsabers into a what looks like a giant ball, Um, and what's his name? Maz? No, can't. That's gonna bother me. It's gonna bother me. I can't think of that blue guy's name. But anyways, he says we've entered an age of freedom, and then they light. It's basically it's a furnace, and they burn every single one of the lightsabers in that furnace. Um, And so that's where the emperor begins to tell vader which we've heard before i think from ahsoka but he says you know how our blades are red and he says well the jedi never never taught us those things he says of course they wouldn't it's uncomfortable he says "Our saber is no different than any other lightsaber except that it has been made to bleed and if recall with uh, ahsoka she said the same thing she took some of the lightsabers from the inquisitors and they had made it bleed and she was able to heal it basically and make it white um but he tells vader you know the crystals are from any jedi's lightsaber will do um he says as you know the kybers are alive in their way like any living thing they can feel pain apparently kyber crystals can feel pain um and he says through the dark side you must pour your pain into the crystal and when the last, when at last agony becomes more than it can stand, a beautiful crimson, the color of your rage, and so he says, "Do you understand?" And Vader says, "Yeah, I understand." You could have given me any one of those lightsabers. You could even have given me Yoda's lightsaber to corrupt, but the saber of a Sith is not given; it is taken. And so uh, Palpatine takes Vader to a planet on the mid-rim drops him off on a planet and says you need to go find your lightsaber it's gonna be tough because we got rid of a lot of these jedi it's gonna be tough for you to find one to take take it's his kyber crystal but you've got to go drops him off on this planet he's a go there's supposed to be a ship here for you but thievery and terrible people i guess you'll just have to figure it out see ya and flies away invaders left on this like deserted planet all alone trying to and he has to, apparently there's a jedi here i would assume he's got to go take his kyber crystal so we see something for the first time that at least i had noticed vader's belt you know he has these buttons and little knobs on his belt also on his chest yeah. he's looking across the landscape and he reaches down to his belt and he touches a button and he, and it says klk so click and it shows basically from the inside looking out, it shows Vader's goggles eyes turned red yeah. and then he clicks it again and it turns purple. and then he looks and he can see he can see like tracks from where someone stole a ship and he starts to walk across the, the landscape. So apparently the buttons on his belt on the left side it looks like give you different polarizing versions of, uh, of the lens, I assume.
2: That's cool. It's new. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. So they, he finds this, this place where these guys have stole a ship. He has no lightsaber, right? But he has the force. So he goes after them. He says, that ship is mine. They all start shooting at him. And he, he, f- he like, flies from the top of this building with all these pieces of metal and just throws these pieces of metal at people, basically like bullets. And it's piercing them. It's killing them with these metal pieces. And then someone shoots him and hits him. And he goes down to one knee. And the guy that hits him goes, "Hi, got him. And the next panel is him force-pushing the dude off a cliff like 60 feet away from him. Um, and then he picks a couple other guys up with the force, slams them together, throws another guy against the wall. And then one guy goes, why are you here? What do you want? And he said, from you, only this. And he grabs, he does the force grab with his hand, and he pulls the guy and just slams him into the ground. And that's the end of the comic. He's Vader is much leaner looking. Like we're kind of used to the bulky, you know, big version of vader this vader definitely looks more like the anakin you know from revenge of the sith which is cool i mean his when he pulls him down his cape is fluttering in the wind it's tattered his armor is singed and scorched um and at one point palpatine does ask him how do you find your your armor and vader says basically it's good enough for now so implying that he makes changes and improvements as we go along so
2: very cool No, That's it is it. cool. It's different. How do you, uh, how do you reconcile that though with on Revenge of the Sith where you know it shows that scene where he's in that room and says no, but then right after they're like, you know, on the
1: on the ship looking at the, the Death Star the
2: ship looking at the Death Star. I yeah. suppose that that still could happen, but
1: yeah, and it may have happened right away because if you assume. Yeah. I mean, where were they building that Death Star? That was outside of what planet were they at? I forget. But basically, yeah, just... Vader gets picked up at Mustafar, right? Gets yeah. fixed up in his lab. That could have been on the, the starter story, also. Who knows how much time yeah. passed? But
2: the uh, the blue guy, the Emperor's assistant. You're right. It's Mazameta. Mazameta. Yeah. Okay. Mazameta. So, so you're right. Nice job. This is why you're the debate champion. Hmm. So That's right. All right, well, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, thanks to you guys, uh, Chad and and B Nob for taking time out to do the podcast. Appreciate that. Um, that better not be my comic you're gonna send <laughs> you're to send to me. <laughs> anyway, Chad Chad's putting in the, uh, no, the that's Vader mine. comic back in the uh, the poly bag there. But uh, Uncanny comics where I get all my comics from. So, yeah. So go there. That's go right. There, sell your, uh, sell your, your unwanted figures. goods to Chad, and maybe buy a comic or two. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll wrap this thing up. We appreciate you That's listening. Great. Be sure to check out uh, the podcast next week. But until then, have a great week. Goodbye.